he hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there are no beauty. There should there is no beauty that we should desire him. It is that way even today that our flesh sees nothing desirous in 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 the Lord, and our flesh is at enmity with the Lord. But that is not why we come here. And we can be thankful that we are here for the reason that you are here. And I pray that we all are all here for that same reason. But going back to what I was thinking about that joy of heaven. And this came to me and I... It's funny because I was looking at this chapter and I didn't even remember or, or realize that what it was I was looking for was in the same chapter. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. This is in the 10th verse of Isaiah 53. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus Christ is that joy in heaven. And as as awful as it is in our minds that Christ had to be put to death as a man in the way that he was and to be put to death also as God. And to have to suffer that, that pay that debt, that sin debt that we are unable to pay and yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And he shall see the travail of his soul and he shall be satisfied. Well, why is that? By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. He is the joy in heaven because he came here and paid that sin debt for us and reconciled us with God. at odds with God and unable to satisfy the law that he put forth for us. But that joy in heaven that God that God was pleased with was Christ that he was able to bring us back into that fold. text this morning I will read from 1st John chapter 4 and I think I'll read the whole chapter 21 verses so 1st John 4 
reading in Jesus' name. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed that God, the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Amen. seems to me that all these chapters in, in John are a full telling of that gospel message. And on one hand, I think I, I, I pick it because it is that way and it, it speaks so, so clearly to someone who is saved by grace. On the other hand, it seems like how much more can be added to this. Not that I I would add my own, and I pray that I do not add my own. But they are so full and complete.
each chapter, it seems, in John. And how many lessons are in even this small chapter. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world today. And it gives us instruction there. How to try those spirits. To make sure that they are of God. And it says to measure them up against whether they confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh or whether they say that he has not come in the flesh and the one is the Antichrist and we can also measure it up against this word for this word is Christ Jesus is this this word seems to always be this this idea in in other circles that so and so is the antichrist or the antichrist is coming and it seems just about every political figure or great ruler in the last 2000 years has been the antichrist or somebody speculates that they are the antichrist And it does speak of, of an Antichrist in Revelation. But that spirit of Antichrist is, is already with us. And it is anything that goes against or says that Christ was not who Christ says he was. thinking, I don't know why uh, I, I actually have a hard time saying anything when I'm at school and it seems like you can say just about anything else at school and you got to celebrate all these other people and, and talk about and talk about how all this other stuff is good and all these other world religions are good and even we have to recognize and, and respect people that are children. That's what they are in, in school still. Respect these children that are trying to get into practicing Wicca and getting into witchcraft. And those are those are all good things. But you speak of Christ and, and Christianity and the setting like that and you're one of the worst people worst people in that school and, and you you're worshiping a, a false god or a something just a fake man in the sky so I don't see too much and I don't know that too many opportunities arise anyway But it was it was odd, and I don't know how it is this way. And even if this 
person just doesn't realize what they're saying or, or how it is, and maybe it, maybe it doesn't mean anything, but it still came as a comfort, and I don't know what, I don't know, we know what the, this, this kid was talking about, but she said something like, oh, one of the, some, and she was being totally, just, well, most of what you see, and unfortunately, slipping into the church even, not this one, but into some churches, being being blasphemous of the name of Christ and, and not giving it that reverence that it is deserved. Like I said, I don't know what the conversation was, but this girl was being just joking around and blaspheming Christ and saying, "Well, yeah, well, what something?" Like I honestly can't remember exactly the, the words, but something about Jesus being a great person and then she said no I'm just joking because Jesus is fake Jesus wasn't real and I would have no no instance of ever talking to this girl I've never actually taught her in a class in my own class but she looked at me and she said, no, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. And then just went on. And like I said, I don't know what, what meaning that was for her or why she said that. But I thank God that she said, said that even for my sake. that is the way that the world wants to be most of the time is to say that Jesus wasn't real and even I'm just kind of going off on other aspects here but maybe some have read it here and Shane lent me a a book of uh, Josephus an historian, a Jewish historian, and he speaks of Christ and, and, and that he, in his, in his circles, he had heard and, 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 well, not just faintly heard of it, it seemed like everybody knew, knew that there was this Jesus Christ and whether Josephus believed it or not, I don't remember exactly what he says on that, but he, it's not a, even a question of whether he was real or not. He was, he was part, he was in that, in that history. But this world wanting to, to rid itself of Christ and to rid itself of that light that shines in the darkness, that's really what they're trying to get rid of. And really that is what wars against us even now against this flesh it's that light that we don't we don't like this this flesh does not want to be shown what we are and yet we can be thankful when it does and brings us low that Christ might be exalted in in our in our sorrow child of sorrow and of woe as it said even in that song we sing that we have that hope but this world wants to get rid of that hope 
and this his, this book that's a, a historical book. They made a, a note in it. They had to make an asterisk and and put a note in the back. Josephus wrote these things. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Josephus wrote these things, and but there's no, no nothing else to back up what he's saying in this passage, and there's no real evidence otherwise that Christ was real. They made a, a very clear effort to say, well, everything else in this book, you can trust it was a. a an honest historian who recorded the things that were happening in his time. But this little part where it speaks of Jesus Christ, thats we can't say that that's real. That's, that's not... That might have been added afterwards, they said. that might have Somebody else might have added that just to give themselves assurance or to, to propagate this idea that Jesus was real. How interesting it is, this, the lengths that this... That devil will go to to hide the truth from people. That we should believe everything else that somebody wrote that yes, Jesus was a real person at that time, but believe everything else but ignore that. But we have this word that we can measure those things that are being said and we can measure those things that are, are that come into our life and there are many things we all know doctrines and 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 preachers and teachers who seem to have new revelation I honestly don't believe that there would be anything else new given to man I fully believe that God can give revelation to each man of what he has recorded in this word, but I believe because Christ has told us in his word that this word is perfect. And a fairly straightforward warning in, in Revelations that nothing should be added to this word. God has created it as he, as he willed. But there are those who, who come in and, and maybe not everyone here, but I'm sure many have heard other things that do not line up with Scripture. And they have a pretty, seems like a pretty fail-safe excuse to why these things don't need to add up to Scripture. Because God directly gave them some revelation. And it might not line up with the rest of God's word, but it was straight from God. And I mean, well, I mean, even to go down here, I've. Where am I? it's not as far down I can't even find it I'm all of a sudden just blind here but um, people that have, have gotten word directly from God and 
there's people that have said they've seen God, they know they've seen him. I mean this chapter here right here even says that no man has seen God. Oh yeah, right there. No man has seen God at any time. But yet they see they you can see Christ God in us. If love is in us and God is love. Or there are those that I was saying that that if I have personally seen many people that say, Well, I was talking to an angel and this angel I went to this one one talk with a friend of mine and there was one guy there that was he on a fairly regular basis speaks to angels and gets new revelation that is outside of outside of the bottle out of outside of the Bible extra to the word of God new teaching that, that they need to bring to to humanity because it's not in God's word and you won't find it in God's word it has been revealed to this man and and it's a it's a new revelation and it's what God has commanded And I've kind of argued with I argued with that friend there. I kind of just kind of got just kind of fed up. I didn't want to hear any more of it. And I know maybe you're thinking all the way that I think, and sometimes I I, I think that way. It's just like I I just don't even get it. I don't understand how do you believe this? How do you believe this thing? Or how do you? honestly not understand what it says in God's word but it's not it's not by by learning or or research it's by the revelation of God of this word that is that this understanding is only revealed by God and I can pray for that friend of mine that he might see that someday We must measure those things that come in and make sure that they line up with this this the spirit that is put in us this word that is written on our hearts this word that is Christ if that if that teaching or that spirit of what of whatever else does not confess Christ. It is not of God. It is of the enemy. There can be no, no, no in between. There is no, no part way good, no part way right. There is what God has said is right, and what God has said is wrong. And we have a, a ruler that we can, we can measure it against. This word is perfect, and, and if it does not measure up fully, it, it will not hold, and it will not be an excuse. And it, and it says, and I can't really remember where it says that, but that there will be no excuse that, that we all have this ability to, to look into God's word and to accept Jesus as he bring as he comes to us and, and tells us of who he is and what he has done for us.
reminded of a of a lesson I teach the the kids in in uh, outdoor ed that kind of along the same lines of the ignorance of the ignorance of the rules and ignorance of the laws aren't an excuse. Everybody has the ability to look at the regulations and to know the rules and laws that they are to follow and to know how it is, in our case here, how it is that we might get to heaven. You're of God, little children, and I've overcome them. These are those spirits of Antichrist. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What a comfort that verse has brought me. And I'm sure it's been that way for many here. God has a way of looking after his little children. beautiful fatherly love that he has for us and I can think of many instances but thinking on one instance and when I was younger and and thinking about how what what a, a difficult situation I was in and and almost being tormented in a way and yet God gives us those those assurances of his love and those words came to me and they come to me often now in times of in times of trouble and in times when I think, well, how can we, how can the, the world get over this thing? Or how can we deal with this? Or what can I do in this situation? Remember these words. And remember them when you are being tormented or tempted of the devil. He will come at you with everything he can. He'll come at you and, and even going on further there thinking about that there there is no fear in love but perfect love casteth out fear. There are times when we can be afraid and, and very rightly so of, of things in this world and things that the devil brings to us and we can be scared of those things and it is that that flesh that accepts those things, those lies for an instance and brings on that fear. But perfect love casteth out fear. To cast out that fear we have to remember what is in us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. As believers of Christ, 
we have that spirit, that Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We have a power. There is power in that name of Jesus Christ. And I don't know that I, uh, maybe I, yeah, I won't tell that one story, not for, it's a, it, it fits, but it is not mine, and I'll, I'll leave that to someone else, but there is name in that, that, I mean, there is power in that name of Christ, and when we have that fear, remember that that we have Him to call on. He is near to us at all times. And yet I believe that He wants us to, to want Him. We are given this free will. And we are, we are made in this, in this clay body for now. And we are able to go our own way. And I believe Christ wants us to call out for Him. And is it, we love Him because He first loved us. There it is in that 19th, 19th verse. Jesus Christ hath loved us. thinking about that other verse that Jesus Christ loved us and, and washed us from sin don't forget that forget, don't forget that he, that he is in us and he is greater than everything he is greater than all that sin that we have committed and he has already fully paid for it and, and it is as far as the east is from the west don't let that tempter come in don't let that liar and that deceiver and that that bringer of fear come in and say that that you're in, in danger now and you're going down a slippery slope and and it's too slippery and God's not going to take you back from here or even worse and other other things against you to attack the spirit and to bring in that fear call on Jesus and be comforted and know that, that he has overcome all of that he has overcome death, hell and the devil and we are all saved by his grace we are of God he that knoweth God heareth us he that is not of God heareth not us Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Again, speaking, I think, on that, that relationship, not a good relationship, but that relationship of, of God in this world. 
We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And this world loves its own, but we are not of this world. God loves us, and we have that hope in Him. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, knoweth not God for God is love. God is love. There could be much spoken on just that. Those three three words. God is 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 love. He is perfect love. He is not this love that this world wants to spread. And much of what this world wants to spread, it is it's a a nice sentiment. It's a it's a, a good thing. It's a nice thing to help those in need or to welcome in everyone and and give them everything that we have and to accept everything. It sounds like a nice thing. It sounds like a good thing to not judge judge the person. You can't nobody can judge and don't don't look down on that person and don't say anything's wrong with what they believe and even going back to what I said at the beginning that we have to respect these kids that want to practice witchcraft or, or get into the Wicca Wiccan religion. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, it seems like I don't know how they pulled out that Christians are the only ones hurting anybody else with their judgments and condemnations of these things that are in this world. But God's love is perfect. And God's love does not line up with the things of this world. And so should our love also be that way. And this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. We should have that, have Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has been sent to this world and overcome that and He has shown that perfect love. And there's so many instances in this word where this, where Jesus is showing that perfect love and being that perfect love to someone but to even my eyes and my my understanding or or just my surface level look at many times the way Jesus deals with people in this book I often think to myself couldn't you have said it in a little bit nicer way or or come about them at a bit of a, a different angle and just kind of won them over carefully been nice to them, been a little bit nicer to them and, and sort of somehow in a careful, easy, easy way bring them into understanding. But that is not the way that Jesus deals with with us, with man. 
And I don't think that gives us an excuse to go out and, and be rude and just say, well, that's not, what you're doing isn't right. And that's to- totally, absolutely wrong. And, and you're a, you're a big idiot for thinking that way and going along with that kind of thinking or, or doing this thing. Why are you keep doing this one thing? But even as Jesus brought the word, that is how we must be. If we are to be loved to our neighbors, if we are to follow this commandment that he says here in this chapter, that he who loveth God love his brother also. If we are to do that, we cannot do that without Christ. We cannot do it without... And of course we must do these things prayerfully and with the right spirit and not in the spirit of condemnation in the same way that even that that Christ fully understood each sin he he knows Jesus Christ knew sin and I don't think time is really of any importance with God and Christ dealt with us a, a just way Dealt with, dwelt with, sorry, dealt with those people in a just way, in a proper way. And yes, it might seem rude. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that, but sometimes it seems a little, a little harsh the way he puts things. But he does that in, in a spirit of love, and, and it's a, a difficult thing for this flesh to to have. But it is, it is, it's possible. It's very possible. It is possible to go to a, a brother or a sister in Christ. And I was just talking to Les about this a couple of days ago even. That you can't... You can't be... You can't be harsh and you can't be judgmental. We, we go to them with a spirit of knowing well the same the same pressures and the same temptations and, and having known the same sin as they have but out of the spirit of love that we might direct them back to the road that they should be following but to not do that is not love to go about it in the way that this world goes about it is not love to say well I can't judge that person I can't say that what they're doing is wrong. I can't say that this thing that they that they have fallen into is just be careful with that. Be careful with what you're doing. When Jesus came to that that woman who had how many wives and or how many husbands? He didn't say, he didn't say, well, I just kind of be careful with the way things that you're doing. Kind of think about how you're living, maybe. Christ said what needed to be said to that woman. He spoke the truth and he spoke God's love. And yes, it can hurt and yes, it can offend, but anybody here who has experienced that true love and not of the person, but of God, by God's grace has been given to someone else to speak to you and to come to you. What a beautiful thing it is.
And I know I've said it so many times up here, but how thankful I am for those people in my life that have come to me and said, you know what, that's not a good thing. You shouldn't be doing that, Claire. And when it is, it is in that spirit that God gives them the grace to have. You don't look, you don't see it, you don't see that person. I don't look at that person. I, I, in those instances, you can't look at that person and say, well, that person's sure kind of a jerk. What you see is that spirit within them. That love of God, that love of God to his, his little children, and I am, I am so grateful that I can be called a child of God. And that he deals with me as a child. That he sees me as, as a, someone so helpless almost and, and unable to do anything by myself. And, and it is that way. There is nothing that I can do that is, is good. Even my, even our, our greatest or, or best works or however it puts it are, are as filthy rags. It is Christ within us that gives us anything good. Because that God sent His only begotten Son that we might live through Him. Herein is love that we loved God. But he, that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. The only reason we have that, that, that hope and that ability to be, it's hard for me to even say, to say that, that I am good and I, and this flesh is, is far from, from that. But Jesus Christ has come and He has been the propitiation for our sins. Those sins are all gone because of the work that Christ has done for us. That, that reconciliation that we have that we could have had not had any other way except by believing in Him. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. 
think about that song that we used to sing in Sunday school. Don't don't hide that candle under a under a bush. We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. We have not seen in, in a physical manner. And yet those who believe, those who have been given that forgiveness of their sins and, and are living in faith in Christ have seen the work of Christ done. We have seen it all done by faith. We have seen and we have known it. Those who do not have that do not understand that. But I hope it is not changing. And I know this world can throw things at many people. And the devil can throw things. But I hope it is not changing. And I hope everyone here can say and know for a 100% fact that they know. They know what Christ has done. And there is nobody that can convince them otherwise. And it is, a, it is a hard thing. And I think about an argument and I maybe think about, I don't know if anybody's even actually said it to me, and I think about, imagine that's what they'd say more often than I've heard it, but, well, how do you know? How do you know what God has done? How do you know that He's real? It's not a thing that can be, it's not a tangible thing. It's not something that can be explained and to be shown by us. And yet I know, as I hope we all do here, I know, I know that my sins have been forgiven. I know that Christ was real. And I know that He is the Son of God. And He is awaiting for, awaiting my, my spirit, my soul's return and all of our souls so that we might be called home. And I know that is a, a fact. I know it is as, as real as anything else sitting in this room. It's, it's, it's real. It's not something we can explain to others, but we can bring this word to them in that spirit of love and hope that it is an, an offense to their flesh. Or not an offense to their flesh, but we can hope that it is an offense to their soul. Don't be afraid of offending someone if you are speaking the truth and in a spirit of love. And, and God has given you the, the, the grace and the strength to do so. That is something I think all of us probably feel. Like I said, even myself, reading how Jesus dwelt with those. I often think, how could you, why don't, why just say it a different way maybe. But Jesus was doing exactly what he should do. In perfect love, bringing that truth to them. And that is our call also. Not that we would do it of our own, 
and not able that we would look look down on a person. There's not not anything that you can tell somebody that they've done wrong that you haven't done yourself. I know that for myself, and I believe it is a, it's a, the human condition. It is the way it is the way we are with this flesh, and yet it will not be that way always. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in him dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Have that love, hold on to that love. Pray that God's will would be done in your life. Pray that that spirit would stay with you and call on Jesus' name. Remember often that he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Don't lose that hope that you have right now. That hope of that eternal that eternal glory and eternal life in heaven with God. How often it is this flesh and my own flesh kind of fears in a way sometimes I don't want to think about having to die in a physical manner. But there is no victory in that in that grave if we are in Christ. There is no sting in that death. And I know I've said it before from here also as well that we don't want to bring about our own death, but how often I, I, I've just, I, well this word, how, how true it is and how much this God knows our souls and our hearts. But that we would call that call for Jesus that it would, that day would come quickly and that we might have that boldness in that day of judgment we would have that boldness of knowing that what has been done by Christ through his shed blood on that cross that our sins are forgiven and God looks on us as his son That we we have gained that inheritance of eternal life and nothing to do with what we have done. But we can have boldness knowing by faith that what Jesus has done is, is enough. What Jesus has done has been the full payment. There is nothing else that we can add. And we do not need to fear that day. And many of us, well, we don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. It could happen in the next 15 minutes. And this flesh that is at constant war with our spirit, 
for myself, think sometimes, well, maybe just wait, like there's some things in life I haven't done yet, there's some things maybe I haven't enjoyed enough, but this soul cries out that it would come quickly. What a beautiful day that will be. Whether we, whether we die here in the flesh or that Jesus comes in the next 15 minutes. What a beautiful day that will be that all that are His will be called up into glory. Something that was absolutely impossible. Without the love of God and His grace and His mercy and that shed blood of Jesus Christ that we might be seen by God and be reconciled to Him. In Jesus' name, Amen. Shall we close with the benediction? May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Does anybody have a song? 373. 373.